As we get ready to wrap up the year 2021, we want to receive direction. We want to flow in the order that will enable us to be rightly positioned and enabled, empowered for the year ahead. One of the sacraments that brings and generates strength, inner strength, bodily strength, strength on all levels, is the Lord's communion. And I want to read this scripture because uh, this came as I was just uh, perusing on what to share. And this is very handy. If we can all connect and take action with this, we will experience a vast difference in our inner capacity. The grace of God, the inner strength, even the energy levels that we desire to cross over. So turn with me to your Bibles in First Corinthians, or you can just listen in chapter 11 from verse 23 i am reading the amplified for i received from the lord himself that instruction which i passed on to you that the lord jesus on the night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this represents my body, which is offered as a sacrifice for you. Do this in affectionate remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant, ratified and established in my blood. Do this. As often as you drink it in affectionate remembrance of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are symbolically proclaiming the fact of the Lord's death until he comes again. This is powerful, powerfully released by the Lord himself. Now, we know that in reporting this scripture, uh, Paul the Apostle highlights that it was the night in which Jesus was betrayed. So it was not, the emphasis is not the night that he died, the night which he was betrayed. That highlight there is pivotal, is important, because that betrayal was what would take strength, you know, inner strength. He was prepared for it because he was fulfilling scripture where he knew that this was going to happen. 
but he did put together as a table for resourcing strength or gathering strength for his disciples because the disciples were the ones that were affected adversely uh, in the sense that they felt the impact of the betrayal by Judas. So he was doing this for them predominantly to where they would gather strength from this covenant power, empowerment. So he was doing it, yes, as a covenant. This cup is the new covenant. He said that, ratified and established in my blood. So do this. As often as you drink it, in affectionate remembrance of me. So we must, you know, take this flow because Jesus said we should. And we now need to do it in faith, knowing that this will generate, produce that inner strength that we need to go through the night of transition in whatever area and whatever capacity in whatever you're going through this will generate his strength in your spirit because it is not just an act it is the power of the covenant that is activated once again to remind you and i that Jesus' body was broken. And as we partake of that, it mingles with our bodies, generating power, strength, dunamis from inside that says, I identify with the death, the burial and resurrection of Jesus. I am empowered from my inner man because I am activating the covenant again and again and again because I am doing this remembering that a king died in my place, exchanged his weakness for my weakness, his strength rather from my weakness. He exchanged his strength for my weaknesses and he is now in me by reason of my partaking of the communion. Do this tonight, the morning or afternoon, whenever you're hearing this, and let the covenant that Jesus enacted that day be activated today, reactivated right now, and walk to break every barriers, every obstacles, every uh, um, uh, 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 defeat, anything that the enemy threw in your way. As you partake of this, both the body and the blood, let the covenant work for you. And that's my prayer as I pray right now, that as you do this in faith, you are victorious 
because you are exchanging your weaknesses, your incapacities, your uh, uh, um, inconsistency, everything that is not or that has been working against you by reason of you obeying this you begin to walk in strength you begin to walk in power you begin to walk in victory jesus christ is lord and so i agree with you that this will be the case that this will take place and that you will rise up stronger empowered bold courageous to exercise your authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. All glory to you, Lord. All praises to you, Lord. Be magnified, King of glory, in the lives of your people. And for everyone that listens to this, let them receive that strength to rise above the circumstances that life had thrown at them this season this week or today we pray in jesus name amen shalom god bless you and see you again tomorrow on this devotional that i'm running as a series through the end of the year and the beginning of next year god bless you Hello, it's me once again back on this series on Start the Year Stronger. Uh, we have finished 2021 and it's another time, another season and another year. And uh, I will be running this series on Strength to Soar strength to soar and uh, I just want us to pray Father we we thank you because you have already made provision for our strength to be restored to be uh, realigned to your strength we thank you for that is already available and as we hear this word these words let strength come back into us to energize us to reinforce us and uh, 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 reposition us to walk to run to soar in the mighty name of Jesus that no one will lag because of feebleness because of uh, uh, not being able to move uh, and no one will lie down no one will, but lord let us all rise up strong because in you we are strong we are able and we thank you for the strength from you uh, we are strong in you and in the power of your might all praise and honor to you as we listen in in jesus name amen praise god praise god so briefly I want us to look at this man of God. His name is Prophet Elijah. Or Elijah. Uh, the Lord, he is God. Powerful name. 
great, great ministry. But there came a time in his life and ministry when his strength, inner strength, outer strength had finished. And this is what he said when that happened. When, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush and sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Prior to this, he had finished a great and mighty feat, a great revival that has swept the entire nation of Israel, the uh, apostates and uh, those that were against the move of God had died. The, those that worshipped Baal and Ashtoreth had gone, died. And now the nation had stared, been stared back into this uh, dimension and direction to worship Yahweh as their God. <laughs> According to the name that this man of God carried, the Lord, he is God. So after this great, mighty revival on Mount Carmel, he hears a word after this. He's in the peak of his ministry, but he hears a threat and the threat gets into him. The threat came from the queen, the wife of Ahab, who said, you have killed all my prophets. I will kill you too and swore and so she she uh, uh, sorry he says this is not funny this is not just a threat this is gonna happen I better you know take uh, flight and he ran and that's where we read that scripture where we started and so verse 5 uh, verse 5 it says then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep the exhaustion all at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. Verse 6. Sorry, did I mention 1 Kings chapter 19 from verse 4? So this is verse 6. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by that food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. God is giving us uh, a word through different ways for Elijah, it was an angel, but he will always back it up with the written word. So in whatever form God is speaking to you, he is saying to you, get up and eat. You need to be resourced for the journey. 2022 is an ados year. It's a year for uh, the, the strong. It's a year for the mighty. It's a year that you need to gather what you need, the resources you need to go in that strength of those resources. And the resources comes from him by his spirit, by his grace. And God is strengthening you. 
even as you hear this word, because he is repeating this word again, saying to you, rise up and eat. Eat my word. Eat my uh, uh, at my table. Uh, be enthralled and, and immersed in my love. My love is what you need. Don't just keep going dry and empty, just dragging yourself along because you have to keep appearance, keep up appearances, maintain the routine. He says, no, back off, step down and, you know, come into my presence so that you can be resourced, so that you can be strengthened and you can be empowered so that you can go in the strength of what I would pour into you. Beloved, Jesus said to his disciples, come apart a while, for there are many going and coming. He said, come apart and be refreshed and be resourced, be strengthened by my love. And it is his love that strengthens us. It is that which gives us the umph, the the, the the gear, the engine to keep going forward. And that's what God is doing in this season for those that are hearing his voice and are responding to come in to his presence where he can refresh them as they worship, as they pray in the spirit, as they read and receive the spirit's of the word, from the word, because God is spirit. And they that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. And these are the fuels, the ingredients that will resource your spirit, your heart, and revive your soul so that even your body begins to pick up on that strength. And in that strength, you will go. For as long as the journey lasts. For Elijah, it was for 40 days and 40 nights. He did not eat anymore. This was supernatural strength. And it's the same available strength for us today. As we key in into the grace that is available. As you pray this prayer right now. Let that strength come into you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we pray right now. Ah, as according to the word of God, for his strength to come into us by Holy Spirit. For some of us will be praying in the spirit. For some of us will be worshipping Jesus, worshipping him. For some of us, you will be dancing, praising. For some of you, you'll be taking the communion, hallelujah, the body and the blood of Jesus. For some of you, you you will be listening to words of encouragement, words of admonition, words of prophecy, prophetic words. Uh, Either way, you are going to receive the strength. May the Holy Spirit show you the avenue through which his word would come in into you and reside in you and, and, and resource you as it goes into every part of your being. And so as I pray, we pray right now for the strength of the Lord to come into you. May this be your testimony as Holy Spirit does his work in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. God bless you. 
See you tomorrow. Shalom. Hello there. It's uh, myself again coming back on Strength to Soar. And in this series, we want to look at how strength is exchanged for our weaknesses. Let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 40 from verse 30. I'll read New Living Translation. It says, Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. This is good. They will soar high on wings as eagles, like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. The qualification to getting this level of strength and life is that though they trust in the Lord. Trust here incidentally has a root meaning in the Hebrew rendition called Batach. And Batach means to weld to weld you know, so in other words this is a welding of your weakness to the strength of God. And that's quite interesting because this talks about an exchange of strength. Renew in the meaning means exchanging strength. So when I exchange my weakness, you when you exchange your weakness with the strength of the Lord, there is a welding and you then take on God's strength. I take on God's strength. And then I can run and not grow weary. I can walk and not faint. So even the, the strength of young people, and it's happening right now. We have such mental issues, such a high rise of this with the young. The, the, the strength of those that were uh, able in, in times past is not there anymore. That so much is happening in and around us that the need for strength, recouping, regathering strength is so, so crucial. Otherwise, uh, there's a growing weariness in the land and you could almost feel it around you and about you when you step out, when you walk in the shops amongst people, you know. So the the need to receive this strength is so, so vital. And that means that we need to take the different meanings here, you know, talking about waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord. That waiting means to bind yourself around the Lord or bind yourself together with the Lord. Wrap yourself around the Lord. That waiting there means to to 
uh, uh, wait with expectation on the Lord, to hope in the Lord. All of these are the uh, root reasons or uh, uh, meanings of wait. So it's not just sitting passively. It's waiting expectantly because you're trusting in the Lord. You're hoping in the Lord. You are waiting for the Lord. And in this capacity of waiting, of trusting, of hoping, you and I will have an exchange of the strength of God with our weaknesses. And that's what Paul the Apostle experienced as well. Uh, But today we want to see the process and progress of strength renewal. Listen to this. It says that they will mount up on wings. That's the English Standard Version. Like eagles. And the eagle actually uh, is a wonderful uh, bird that God is um, comparing us to or giving us this picture of who we really are because the eagle is a bird that when its strength uh, begins to fail its feathers are falling its eyesight is growing dim and all the signs of aging and exhaustion sets in it doesn't move anymore it it stays in a particular spot and it looks for the rising of the sun because uh, that is where its strength comes from. And as this eagle waits, there there is a rejuvenation, a renewal of its strength. I'm not going into the details because of time of what happens when the eagle looks at the sun. And for us, it, it is the sun of righteousness. Who is Jesus Christ? Looking unto Jesus, you know, getting strength from him because he is the author and perfecter of our faith. And as we look into his eyes, uh, rest in his love, uh, pray in the spirit, uh, just sit sometimes just silently, just glow and, and soak in his present presence, there is a gradual but surely infusion of the strength of the Lord. And like the eagle, that sun begins to radiate energy into us and we begin to, you know, recover. And and that's when the the eagle begins to gather strength and and, and it builds up because it knows that it's going towards that sun in in defiance of all the elements and every other uh, environmental uh, impact that has uh, uh, waged war upon its strength. And so will you and I, as we look upon Jesus, we shall mount up we shall ascend, we shall rise up on our wings, the wings that we have as eagles. And, and then we, we know that our capacity has returned and it's not our own strength, it is his strength. Child of God, learn to wait upon the Lord. Learn to stay in his presence. 
Don't go out in your strength. And when I say that, I mean don't do things in your own abilities, in your own reasoning, in your all that is, you know, your planning and everything. Yes, as you plan, let the word of the Lord, let his plans be what overtakes. And that is based on Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts I have concerning you, thoughts of good. And those thoughts are thoughts, are devices, are plans. They are good plans, great thoughts, because they are of the Lord. Thoughts of good, not of calamity, not of disaster, to give you a hope and a future. Bring his thoughts and his plans over yours and let him be the final authority, the final planner for your life. And I pray right now that as we obey this word in whatever form and shape and uh, direction the Lord is giving you, that you will receive strength as you worship, as you praise, as you Pray in the spirit as you pray, as you soak, just listen and just be silent before him that you will receive strength because of his love to you at this waiting time, in this resting time, that his strength will cause you to rise up and you will go in the strength of the Lord in Jesus mighty and precious name I pray. Amen. Shalom. Welcome once again to our podcast on Strength to Source series. My name is Apostle Enomfon and today we want to look at how another servant of God could cope or actually key into, cope is the wrong word, key in into the strength and the power of God. We all reach the end, the end of our strength or capacity. Just the last weekend, the IMF conference, uh, we had a theme, enter into his rest, you know, which uh, very much ties into what we're going to also look at here. And in first, sorry, Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 to 10, uh, I'll quickly look, we'll quickly look at that scripture or those scriptures from verse 8. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. This was the thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment him. So he had asked the Lord, prayed, interceded, you know, praised, worshipped, pleaded, petitioned the Lord. Verse 8. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Hmm. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ, Christ's power may rest on me. 
That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Praise God. So we see uh, something that we all need to learn from and run with. And I'm sharing this to me. I'm sharing this with you. Today's Christianity has not captured the essence of this revelation. And we want to challenge ourselves with the word of God. Because the ultimate, the standard, and the, uh, the, the end of where we all put everything on is the word. Does it line up with the word of God? So, when we boast about our strengths, all the great things God is doing through us, you know, I know Paul did that, you know, once in a while here and there. Let me now boast, you know. You know. But the norm, and if we want to connect with the grace of God and which expresses his power, then we need to learn from a man that experienced the power of God. I'm sure you can agree with me on this. So our challenge here is, can we let go of ourselves and what we want people to think about us, how we want people to see us and submit ourselves to the grace of God? Can we do that? Can we be those that take Christ as our covering, as the one that we want to express, express the gospel, speak the gospel, preach the, teach the gospel, which is the good news? Can we be those? So we see how this man, Realize that this thorn in the flesh is not going to go away because I've taken it more than once to the Lord. I've petitioned him. I've, 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 I've supp- had made supplication. But after all of that, he then said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Lord, I mean, take away this thorn of the flesh. No, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. The word weakness there in the uh, Aramaic is asthenia. And that weakness is the weakness of the flesh. The uh, disability is not a weakness of the mind, nor is it a spiritual or moral weakness. As we know, Paul was on the go ready, you know, so there was no weakness in his character, on his spirit, or in his soul. But this weakness was one, that of the flesh. And as we see, there's a messenger, a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. 
I'm sure he said to the Lord, you know, this is going to help me do the work. I'm going to move faster. I'm going to move stronger. I'm going to move, go around, you know, all the places. We don't know at which point in the uh, the three missionary journeys this happened. Uh, and, and, and we don't seem to see how he was slowed down, you know, from what we read in the Acts of Apostles. But whatever that was and at whatever stage of his life and ministry and assignment that he experienced this, we still see and read how much he did, how he was on top of things, of what the Lord had asked him to do, how he was empowered, graced, and moved forward. We can learn from that. And it's, and it's not because he was strong in himself. It was because he depended on the grace of God. He said, by his grace, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not, uh, um, uh, uh, how do I put it? I'm just going to go to that scripture. By, by the grace of God, I'm, I'm what I am. I'm just going to read that. Uh, and then we see how this man uh, depended on the grace of God. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not without effect. His grace towards me was not in vain. His grace towards me was not voided. His grace towards me was not, uh, 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 did not, did not prove, uh, you know, that it didn't work. It worked. It was with effect, in other words. And for I have worked harder than all the other apostles. Yet it was not I, but God who was walking through me by his grace. The word grace there talks about the favor and strength of God. That, that word there talks about, you know, in the Greek word, that's charis. Um, but there's another meaning in the Aramaic translation, which gives us the meaning of this being the strength from God, the dunamis, the capacity of God. The grace of God is what we all need to depend on. We cannot do this work in our strength. The grace of God is the gift, the capacity that we have inside of us that moves us despite what you know, when we reach the end of our capacity, we can always plug in through, you know, different ways. Uh, probably uh, uh, Paul the Apostle must have gone in into, you know, prayer, praise, you know, just worshipping God, just uh, uh, saying, Lord, I depend on your grace now. Uh, I've reached the end of my capacity. Let your grace take over. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Let us all learn and take cues from this as we move forward into the year to depend on the capacity of God. Plug in to the source of strength. 
and he will carry us from one level of grace to the next so that we can fulfill what he has put in our hands, in our hearts to do. God bless you in Jesus' name. Bye. Welcome once again. Uh, This is the second segment of Strength to Source series, still on today, the 10th. Um, We want to look at another servant of God uh, who needed strength to get back into his assignment. And uh, this is uh, happening on different levels. We looked at Elijah. We saw Apostle Paul. And uh, right now we're going to look at uh, Simon Peter, who also needed to get back into his assignment. Let's turn our Bibles to Luke 22:32. Okay, let's back it up to 31. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your strength will not fail. Oh, sorry, your faith will not fail, actually. Uh, Your faith will not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Strengthen your brothers. So, we see that... The intercessory ministry of Jesus is what uh, empowers us to get back into our assignments. And in in different ways, there is a a shift from purpose or uh, alignments or standards in in thought or in action or in um, uh, uh, behavior. You know, it could come in different ways. Uh, but we see that Jesus has already gone ahead. Jesus is seeing in the Spirit what is uh, taking place. And he had prayed even before it happened. Hallelujah. So Jesus doesn't do fire on the service prayer ministry he doesn't uh, um, try to intervene, step in, you know, just block the devil. No, you know, this helps us to know that there's an advantage in the spirit that we all must acquire to sense ahead of time what is happening because we have that capacity by the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, and to pray in the spirit. So as an intercessor, a prophet, apostle, uh, any, any in the fivefold ministry or even at your workplace, you know, what are you sensing? What are you picking in the spirit? And it comes in different forms. You know, the Holy Spirit can cause one person to have discernment, to pick and not, something is not right here, or just to have a, 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 a sense in the spirit as you're praying or a burden, you know, about something or someone. You know, in whatever form that comes, the Holy Spirit, it has given us the advantage to pray into those situations. 
So Jesus did the same here and said, I have prayed for you, Simon. I have prayed for you. And my prayer point is that your faith would remain intact. Now, that prayer there was, I have begged for you. I have requested. I have beseeched for you. I have petitioned for you. You know, and that's powerful because that's intercession. And that intercession was his faith would stay intact. His faith will not fail. His faith would not cease. And when you have returned, when you have come back, back into your faith, revert, you know, move back into your uh, assignment. This is what I want you to do. Strengthen your brothers. Set them also strength uh, on, on the path that every one of you ought to go. Confirm your direction. That word strengthen there is from the Greek word uh, sterison, which means that there was another way someone was going and then his brother comes back to turn him back in that the right direction. So return your brethren, move them back into purpose, back on course, confirm them, establish them with the word of truth, with the power of the word, with the uh, content of the word to admonish, to encourage, to um, confirm, affirm them in the faith. And that's what we do with our brethren, you know, in the fivefold, you know, the word of God has, has said to prepare the saints for the work of ministry, to equip. The word equip there means men mend so you know there are things that move out of order mend the uh, people mend my people strengthen my people uphold my people you know encourage them pray with them that's what we do when we minister to people we are strengthening our brothers we are affirming confirming upholding uplifting prophesying over with the words of grace and comfort which is the function of the holy spirit that he's the comforter so we partner with 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 the holy spirit to affirm our brothers and that's what we do in ministry that's what we ought to do that's why rebuking people in the public judging judging them criticizing them destructively putting them on hold in on facebook on social media is nothing to do with what jesus has asked you to do you are bringing down when you do that you you are partnering with the adversary to accuse because he's the accuser of the brethren hear me you cannot be an encourager and at the same time be a one that criticizes and judges and puts down your brothers you correct is different from judging and condemning and criticizing 
It is not of God to do that and even worse in public on social media. Where did we get that from? So we change that order, that paradigm and that prideful spirit that does that and doesn't look at him herself to say what's happening in my heart. How can I pray for my brother? How can I pray for my sister in leadership that is making a mistake? Bible has not asked us to judge and condemn them. He, they are God's servants. To him, to Jesus, they are. They stand before, not you. So uh, let's encourage, correct, better correct in love. Love is the basis for correction. And if it's not done in love, don't do it. Because you will go off order. You will cause offense both to your heart and to others. So with that, I want to encourage us. When you have turned back, you strengthen your brothers. That's what Jesus has asked us to do. So I pray with each and every one of us listening to this that we will be those that do what Jesus has asked us to do and not judge so that we won't be judged and align to the scriptures as we see in the word, in the Bible. So I bless you and release you to go and do likewise in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. Amen. Welcome once again to Strength to Source series. I am your host, Apostle Nonfon Ntefon. Today we want to look at this aspect of gathering strength. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12. Or you can just listen in. I'll read from the Amplified. So then, brace up and reinvigorate and set right your slackened and weakened and drooping hands and strengthen your feeble and palsied and tottering knees this is an admonition this is an instruction Uh, the NIV says make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed and in reading amplified cut through and make smooth straight paths for your feet that are safe and go in the right direction so that the leg which is lame may not be put out of joints but rather may be healed That is Amplified. And the classic Amplified, which is AMPC, says, And cut through and make firm and plain and smooth. Straight paths for your feet. Yes, make them safe and upright. And happy paths that go in the right direction. So that the lame and halting limbs may not be put out of joint, but rather be cured. Holy Spirit, we ask for the breath, your breath upon this word, 
that this would strengthen our hearts, that this would invigorate our spirits, our souls, and even our bodies, that we will hear your voice come through and let us rise up strong in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. When I had this direction, I realized that the Lord is further strengthening us to rise up strong. So feeble arms and weak knees, I mean, that's the whole uh, musculoskeletal system that has to do with movement, that has to do with mobility, has to do with uh, uh, getting things done because the arms are where our strength, you know, typifies strength, capability and uh, uh, um, action. Weak knees, I mean, knees talks about movement, of course, mobility and uh, walking, running. So, if this is weak by any chance and for any reason, then the whole being is on lockdown, is on uh, immobility. The whole being is uh, halted, is, is uh, paused and stopped in some cases. So the writer of Hebrews uh, gives us a picture which is so important because this is the body. And now if we back up, we realize that he started off with uh, being uh, or enduring hardship as discipline. That God is treating us as children. And he goes all the way down to talk about how the discipline should produce a measure of harvest, a measure of positive results. And those results should be righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by the discipline. So when we experience hardship or trials or uh, uh, situations, we ought to key in into the purpose for that of why we are going through what we are going through. The divine purpose. Because it's probably not sent by God, but God will use the hardship. He will use those uh, situations to strengthen us. And that's the follow through from that to this verse 12 where we are now admonished to strengthen the feeble, our feeble knees and uh, uh, feeble arms and weak knees, so to say, uh, because some have gotten weak by those hardships. In other words, they have actually uh, been offended or, or been in a place of, of weakness, of, of spirit, of mind, of soul, of even body. So God is giving us an admonition by through the Hebrew writer to say, mm -mm, mm -mm, you know, get back into the game. Rise up because you can. Uh, but strengthen your feeble arms and weakness. How do we do this? How do we strengthen our feeble arms and weakness? 
uh, one of the ways is to get back into the race of faith. The uh, hearing the word again and again and, and allowing the word of God to strengthen us. Remember Daniel, when he heard the word, he was strengthened. Many that heard the word of God had strength come back into their hearts, into their souls, into their bodies. And that's where we need to keep forging our head. It's from the inner person to the outer. So we need to hear the word of God. Number two is to go into a praise mode. Be thankful, yes, for what has happened and what God has helped you through and move into praising God for who he is and for what he does. Move into seeing God at the center. And from that point, let praise erupt from your being and give thanks to him. Be thankful, be in praise because he is faithful, because he is good and he does what he says. Bible says that uh, uh, that strength comes when we praise. I'm paraphrasing that scripture that says that that strength comes from our praise. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, he has ordained praise. Another place says strength. So strength comes from praise because you're plugging into the ability and the power of God. You are seeing from a perspective that you and I are supposed to see life from God's perspective. So we can go into praise. The number three thing here is, a, is to rest. Rest actually strengthens us. And when we rest, we allow the, the, the Spirit of God to walk on the word that we have received. For when there was chaos on the earth, the Spirit of God hovered over the deep. And then from that point, God spoke and said, let there be light. That's the order and the process of getting back into order what ought to be. And so from this place of rest, which is what happens when you are strengthening yourself, is that you're actually resting and in orthopedics and, and uh, uh, bone um, uh, health. The, the, the body, when it's sprained or the, there's a sprain or a strain or, you know, even broken bones, uh, the, 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 the greatest thing that can do, that can be done to that bone or to that muzzle is to rest it. Because there's repair in rest. There's uh, restoration in rest. There's re rejuvenation in rest. Returning in rest. Resting in the, the word of the Lord. Resting in the presence of the Lord. Resting in the grace which is the power of God. So um, with those three points, we just want to strengthen our feeble arms and and weak knees and, and makes level paths for our feet through uh, walking in love and, and not offense, walking in obedience so that the lame may not be disabled but rather healed. That's the will of God for us. And so I pray for us at this point, for this word to be a reality that we will receive strength for our knees and arms and entire beings, and that from that place of strength, we can rise up and move forward. 
in what God has asked and called us to do. And so I bless this session. I bless everyone that would listen to this word and ask for the word of God to be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen and amen. Hello, hello. It's 25th of April. And I, as I was reading the word this morning in 1 Chronicles chapter 18, saw very strong areas that I know the Lord wants me to share. And so I'll do it uh, this time just because it's uh, uh, impressed on my heart to uh, minister to us on this. I'll tag this our victory through the battle. Let's pray. Father, we acknowledge you as our source. King, we bow to you in worship. We give you the glory and the honor, for you deserve it all. As this word goes forth, let your power be released, because it accompanies the preaching of the gospel. And the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And so let every battle that your people are facing be swallowed up by your power as your word is released let there be grace upon grace. Let that grace translate into power, into that which your children, your sons, your daughters need even at this time. Let us know that we have already won because Jesus, our elder brother, did. And as we stand in victory based on the finished work of Jesus Christ and taking the word, let us rejoice triumphantly because that is what Jesus has done for us. So to him be all glory, all praise, all honor in his majestic and powerful name. Amen. So I'll read 1 Chronicles chapter 18 from verse 1. After this, it came to pass that David attacked the Philistines, subdued them and took Gath and its towns, from the hand of the Philistines. Then he defeated Moab, and the Moabites became David's servants and brought tribute. That is a full circle defeat. That is when we know that we have defeated, we have conquered, because those that were trying to all had intimidated and we were under uh, subservience too, are now under our tribute. And this is the enemy. So we trust God that this will happen in this season, that we will subdue the enemy and take what he has had authority over uh, by reason of the blood of Jesus Christ. 
Now verse 3, David defeated Hadadezer, king of Zobah, as far as Hamath, as he went to establish his power by the river Euphrates. Verse 4, David took from him 1,000 chariots, 7,000 horsemen, and 20,000 foot soldiers. Uh-oh. <laughs> also David hamstrung all the chariot horses, except that he spared enough of them for 100 chariots. That looks to me like a total defeat. Now, that's not all. Hear this. When the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobah, David killed 22,000 of the Syrians, even those that went to help the Syrians. <laughs> then David put garrisons in Syria of Damascus, and the Syrians became David's servants and brought tributes. Let's hear the end of this. So the Lord preserved David wherever he went. And David took the shields of gold that were on the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. All the way down, verse 11 says that he dedicated these articles of gold, silver, bronze to the Lord. He dedicated them to the Lord along with the silver and gold that he brought from all those nations, from Edom, from Moab, from the people of Ammon, Ammon from the Philistines, and from Amalek. So, this season is a season of victory. 25th of April is actually uh, what I saw is the Anzac. And Anzac was a victory that the Australians had in uh, uh, the year 1925, I think it is. And uh, uh, it's a day of remembrance of uh, the Australians, and they call it Australian, Australia and New Zealand New Cops. So Anzac is the anniversary of that campaign. And the uh, acronym again means the Australian and New Zealand Army Cops. So, so that was a victory in recent times in 1914. Sorry, not 1925, 1914. So we are now celebrating the victory that Jesus gave us. Though it looks like the in, there is intense warfare there is the battle lines have been drawn in the spirit and even in the natural we hear of rumors of wars we are hearing of wars but jesus said do not be alarmed because the victory is already won the battle is the lord's and all we are doing is standing in the place of victory do not be afraid because god has already given us such great victory that we can only but stand in the victory maintain our ground like one of david's mighty men that when the battle raged so hard what did he do he stood in that field and stood his ground and did not move from it that's another 
uh, uh, expression of victory that we stand our ground by faith knowing that Jesus our elder brother our commander-in-chief the one who has won and will always be conquering the conquering king that he has won the victory and he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men and so I want us in this season to celebrate victory not to feel defeat not to be uh, 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 edging towards despair or depression or any of those after effects but to know that because Jesus has already won the war has already won the war so the battle is the Lord's meaning that he's done it he's given us the keys of victory let captivity captive and gave gifts to men those gifts look to me like spoils like the spoils of battle which is always the end result of the warfare or the 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 battle so we are getting that which Jesus has given us, the spoils of victory. So we just praise him. And the spoils of victory for us are the breakthroughs that are, have come through and will come through is the joy of the Lord, is the uh, 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 thanksgiving. You know, those are expressions and praise, uh, worship, they're expressions of victory because the spoils of of the battle are already ours as i wrap this up in first samuel chapter 30 same thing happened same david king david he after ziklag was burnt with fire and the wives of 600 men plus his own wives and children were taken captive by the amalekites and when they came and didn't see any house anymore, no possessions, everything bare, smoke rising from the ground. My God, what a sight. They started weeping, lifted up their eyes and, and they wept sore because it's like everything we have worked for all our lives is gone. Our children are not, who will take our future? Our wives, I mean, what can we do right now then uh, in the bitterness of their soul they tried they wanted to stone their leader David and Bible says that David strengthened himself in the Lord he encouraged himself in the Lord he looked up he knew that strength can only come from above and as he probably worshipped. He was a man after God. So he knew the heart-to-heart -heart contact and connection. Strength came in and he was able to ask the Lord, should I pursue? Should I overtake? And the Lord said, yes, pursue, overtake, for you will recover all. And therefore, in the spirit realm, we receive strength. We receive boldness. We receive courage to rise up, arise, pursue, overtake, and recover. That's the end. And they did not just recover all that was theirs. They took spoil of the battle. Meaning that what the enemy had, plus what he stole, all came back into their possession. 
and they rejoiced because God had given them the victory. I want us to be encouraged. I want us to stand up in strength and boldness and in victory because the battle is the Lord's. He has gone before us. He wins this battle. He has already won it. And we just stand in the victory that has already been won. Pray with me as we wrap this up. Father, we thank you for your children. And we ask right now, let strength come into hearts. Let strength come into even bodies and and souls. and, And let us begin to rise up from within, knowing that we cannot be defeated. The battle is the laws and we are more than conquerors. Meaning that the spoils of the battle has been given to us because Jesus Christ has already conquered. And so we rejoice. We praise you. We we stand and we applaud this victory. We celebrate Jesus for he is King of kings and Lord of lords. And he stands triumphant and we stand in line because our commander-in-chief is before us going ahead in pomp, in power, in authority. And we give God the glory as we join this procession. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, amen. And amen. God bless you. Shalom.